Hi, this is Mike Mangini, and you're watching CMS TV. right here on your <clears throat> classic metal show from their latest release hellfire and damnation that is the title track and that one going out by request to uh scarfoot he said uh the boys in saxon did it again so uh at least from that track sounds like a very strong record and just before that we heard some king diamond with t for ben benjamin and for uh demon uh we heard vicious delight featuring stephen piercy was so depressed so there you are a little little rock block for you for for the fans those boss hit bound singles just keep on coming i know it's just like see i take care of you people <laughs> too funny yeah so do you have anything in particular to kick off this segment at all no we can go with what you just sent if you want because that's it's funny as fuck that's for yeah, sure well let's let's go with this so I was uh, kind of in a nostalgia mood it's lately. Just, just I don't know whether it's the weather or because it's my age or just kind of looking back and you know, just remembering things or rediscovering things as, that were uh, uh, favorites of mine. And so I was like going back uh, over and looking at some old interview footage of from the members of the band Chicago, right? And uh, you know. With everything being online these days, there's stuff out there that I may have missed or wasn't aware of, or, you know, um, especially somebody that you interviewed not long ago, Bill Champlin. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I ran across uh, this like five part interview that he did recently about, uh, you know, what he's currently doing. And, you know, you caught up with him not long ago. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the animosity between himself and the principal members of the band Chicago was just so, well, according to Bill Champlin, anyway, is pretty unbelievable. Right. You know, he spent almost 30 years in the band and basically his takeaway from being in the band for 30 years was those guys never liked me anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how you spend 30 years in a band and, you know, yeah basically say those guys didn't like me they tolerated him <laughs> yeah so uh i interviewed bill champlin and we always make the joke about it that uh, i'm the one who got bill champlin fired because yeah uh your good friend uh matt wardlaw hooked me up with the interview and he says uh, hey i got this opportunity to interview bill champlin and he goes i you know you're a way bigger Chicago fan than I am. He says, uh, do you want to, you know, do this interview? And I was just like, yeah, absolutely. You know? So when I talked to Bill Champlin, um, he, before the interview started, he was just like, uh, you know what, uh, do me a favor, just kind of limit the questions to, you know, the, the Chicago, uh, questions, you know, he goes, I don't mind answering a couple of them. Right. But he's trying to concentrate more on, you know, this solo record and this, that, and the other. He says, because the, the guys don't know that I'm doing this. Right. <laughs> Whoops. And he said, uh, he says, you know, 
you know, I could talk about the band Chicago a little bit, you know, if you have a couple of questions, but try not to make too many questions about it. Right. You know, I, I, you know, respected his wishes and, you know, I did, I was aware of the record that uh, had come out cause Matt had, you know, sent me an advanced copy of it and things. So, you know, I, the, the interview was, you know, to promote his new solo release. Mm-hmm. And then the following day he got fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was kind of funny, you know, just coincidental. But, uh, anyway, uh, I was running around or checking out different interviews with like Peter Cetera and Robert Lamb, which you and I had the opportunity to interview Robert Lamb when we were doing uh, our show on uh, The Rocket. Right. And, and we had him on for our Thanksgiving show or Thanksgiving special. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I remember that was kind of a big deal that we got him on the show for the Thanksgiving special because the guys the, the guys that were working over there at, at uh, The Rocket, they were just you know, how did they get, how did they get this guest on the show? You know, right. kind of you know, it was kind of like almost like kind of a jealousy thing. Well, they kind didn't of, like us much anyway. No, they didn't like us anyway, but you know, we had Robert Lamb on for the, sh- for the Thanksgiving morning special, right. mm-hmm. you know, which was pretty cool. You set that up for us, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and I think they didn't like us because their best get was, you know, sister Bertha bangers and we or, got or Tommy two tone. Tommy, well, but that was even Scott with a friend. I'm saying the, the guy, Mike, that hated me and didn't like you either. Right. He was definitely jealous oh, because yeah. we were getting like real, real guests. You know, one, he didn't like our show. He hated right. what right. we were doing. Yeah, but two, we used language. Yeah. And we'd beep it out, but it, even still, we still said the words, which was bad enough, even if we did beep it out. But um, he didn't, didn't like us. Didn't he? say something to you or write he you did. A, a note about using the word freaking or something he did yeah he, he hated that and he goes he goes you know what that's another word for it don't you or some something to that effect it didn't he yeah. say that to you he did yeah and i was like yeah i know exactly what it means <laughs> <laughs> yeah we didn't get along to it and then, and then he got mad because i did a he was doing like a call-in show and he was doing like all beach boys or something oh, yeah 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 and you called in I called in and requested the one song that was written yeah, from, by Charlie Manson. Yeah, from Charles Manson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Dennis Wilson song with Charles Manson. He's like, I not only am I not going to play it, but I will never play that film. Right. That's terrible. Yeah, of course. Don't call in and ask for those things. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, we we did not. We were we were loved by Scott. And I think Anita liked us too. Yeah, she liked us. And then everybody else hated us over there. Right, of course. (laughs) But that was a fun time. You got to admit, that was fun. Yeah, it was fun for the two years that we did that show. You know, somehow we didn't get a fine or anything for. Yeah, we had a clean. We had a clean version of this show, a two-hour, yeah, two-hour version of the CMS that they aired out there in Enid, Oklahoma. That's right. With that bad word clip that we would stick in there all the time. Sure. (laughs) Well, anyway, as, as I was going through various interviews and things, I ran into this interview that, uh, Robert lamb, the, one of the founding members of the band, Chicago, the, the keyboardist, one of the principal songwriters, 
um, he was doing an interview with some Canadian station to promote uh, one of their shows in right. the local area, like Winnipeg or something like that. And this interviewer, he is, he, number one, he, he had no reading comprehension. Right. And he knew nothing about Robert Lamb as far as like being prepped for the interview. Mm-hmm. And he, this supposedly aired on the radio, <laughs> on terrestrial radio. This was for an actual radio station. They had to have cut clips and just taken little tiny clips, no? Well, I don't know where would they have gotten this whole interview from. Cause, yeah. and, and not only that, and, and this is something that always bugs me about, you know, radio supposedly mm-hmm. having a budget, money behind them, and engineers and people who work at the station. Yeah. The, the phone audio is so bad. Yeah. It, this is definitely plunger Just, on the back of the receiver. Yeah, exactly. Shit. The, the, the buzzing going on and, mm-hmm. and all that. It's like, holy shit, this is a radio station. Yeah. It's a, it's an LP. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> it's one Oh nine point three at the far, far, farthest end of the dial. <laughs> right. I, I guess. So anyway, I ran across this interview and I, I, Chris and I have, you know, coined the term years ago, man, that's a tough listen. Yeah. This is a tough listen. (laughs) I only got through about three minutes. I couldn't take much more. (laughs) I mean, I didn't hear the whole thing. Did you listen to the whole thing? I did. I did. Oh, I had to listen to the point. If you see the headline at the top there, it says Robert Lamb cuts the interviewer off. Yeah, I did fast forward to that. Yeah, so so you he, he, you'll you'll hear what he had to say. Right, it's just so funny. <laughs> but go ahead. All right, well here it is. Here's a little bit of it. All this great audio. Here we go. They left the ring in there. Yeah, just left it all. No editing at all. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Robert, good to hear from you again, my friend. Good to hear from you. And thank you so much for taking the great pleasure of allowing me to interview you today. Thank, thank you so much for taking the great pleasure. Yeah, thank you for taking the great pleasure of allowing <laughs> me to interview you. <laughs> so it's Robert's pleasure that this guy's going to speak to him. Right. <laughs> Holy smokes. All right. All right, here we go. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's going to be it's going to be a treat to have one of the uh, founding members of Chicago to interview today. Now, that is a treat in itself. Thank you. Um, now, um, <laughs> also, also um, I like to. What do you mean? Also, you haven't asked a question yet. <laughs> is there any way to boost the audio on that at all? Um, it's up full blast. That's yeah, everything no, I, I got. There was any other controls on your end but that's all right there's no setting here all right go ahead here we go acknowledge that chicago's record a new uh studio track um chicago 36 was released on uh frontier records it includes all right i'm stopping right (laughs) everything he says is wrong (laughs) 
They've recorded a new track called Chicago 36. No, it's a new it's a new release. It's a new called album. Chicago 36. It's a new CD. Yeah. And it's Frontiers, more than one Frontier, Frontiers Records, not Frontier yeah. Records. This guy is just a buffoon from the word go. Right. It's like what else can I say wrong here? <laughs> Good lord. All right, here we go. It's 11 brand new songs recorded on the road. Chicago has built a new recording system that is flexible, um, uh, power, and musical. Uh, this new recording travels with the band. They have even created an online um, collaborator. Um, that allows even more um, performances to be worked on around the clock. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. I don't even know well, what he just know. said. I mean, neither does he. <laughs> he doesn't know what he just said. Well, he basically said that they take a portable recording studio on the road with them so they can record in the hotels while they're in the downtime that's all that's basically what it boiled down to all right not that i'm the world's best interviewer in the world i'm sure i'm not but you don't lead with facts <laughs> well this reminds ask the of, question well this reminds me of a shadow steel type interview oh yeah but but even way worse at least shadow can read the the obvious thing would be hey robert how you doing there's a new record out I heard you recorded it on the road. How'd you get that done? Let him tell you what they use. Not you tell him he knows what he used. Make it conversational. Yeah. Let him, the guy that did it, tell you what he did. That's what the people, the people don't want to hear you read ever. <laughs> they want to hear this guy say what he did. Right. Oh my God. This fucking guy. Okay. Here we go. Chicago has learned and the individuals in the band is that uh, technology uh, has, has allowed us to be creative um, and uh, everything from the synthesizers that we use and the way that we record digitally, all those things that uh, did not exist when the band started, but we've kept up with everything and as you say, the, the, tra the traveling studio that we were able to uh, assemble and the way that we can exchange ideas and uh, really kind of write songs and record songs, you know, using you know, using the internet, uh, all of that is uh, you know, made up. Now, if you were listening to this on your favorite radio station, how fast, even if you are a fan of Chicago, how fast would you be out of there? <laughs> About right now. Yeah, you'd be like, whatever. I was like, I, how, how long is this going to go on? Yeah, this is and that. And that yeah, it's, a, it's a, just torture. Yeah, this is brutal. All right, here we go. Our lives uh, easier, a little more complicated, but but at the same time, it's easier. Oh, I agree one hundred percent. There. Also, I like to. Why do you agree? <laughs> what have you recorded where you would where you would agree with what he's saying? Other than this fine quality interview that you've recorded so far. Jesus Christ. Are you kidding? He agrees totally, dude. Yeah, of course. Robert <laughs> said it. It's cool. Yeah, my God. All right. 
to also acknowledge uh, Robert that uh, Chica um, Chicago and the Dewey Brothers recently announced their um, Go Headline North America Summer Tour kickoff uh, June 7th of 2017 this year in Concord, CA. Uh, <laughs> CA. CA. Is that Canada or California or what? California, Concord. Concord. Concord, California. Well, it might be Concord, Canada. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> I like the part when he said, yeah, your tour kicks off in um, 2017 this year. This year. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the people listening don't know that 2017 was this year when he did this interview. Jesus. <laughs> okay, here we go. 30 plus tour dates um, promoted by Live Nations will take Live Nations. Live Nations. <laughs> what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> he's trying to read off the sheet. But he's, he's reading a, things that clearly aren't. There's no S on Live Nation. No, he's, a, he's just a poor reading, poor reader. He has poor reading skill comprehension. <laughs> yeah i agree with the buzz part i've heard audio from the mafia rats wearing a wire working for the fbi <laughs> <They're better. laughs> this guy's taking a beating oh man all right here we go award winning and mul multiple um platinum selling groups through the um, um, was it Empire Theaters in uh, major cities, including Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, uh, Toronto, Las Vegas, Atlanta, Washington D.C. for the night for an unforgettable live music. Awesome, Robert. <laughs> wow, Robert. Awesome, Robert. You know he's. You know Lamb is sitting there. He's got a notepad probably next to his phone. He's writing, "Fire my manager right now," <laughs> or never do an interview with this station again. Yeah, fire the publicist. <laughs> what in the fuck, Jesus? All right, here we go. time what can i say since 1969 now i have to read this to you um of okay. course chicago hailed as one of the most important bands in music 
since the dawn of rock and roll era by former president Bill Clinton, the legendary rock and roll band with horns, Chicago came in at <laughs> number nine in the highest charting American band in Billboard magazine, recent hot 200 all-time top artists, and Chicago is the first American rock rock band to chart top 40 albums in six consecutive decades. My goodness, Robert. How does that make you feel? Oh, my God. <laughs> What's that like? Uh, is this uh, my, my nephew chimed in? <laughs> is this Jaffer's brother? What the fuck? Oh. <laughs> or uh, Natalie. This is Nate. This is Natalie's world. It's Natalie's brother, Nate. Did you ever, <laughs> did you ever think that you would get this far? You thought, did you ever think this day would ever come? 30 years, 1969, six decades. What comes to mind? <laughs> oh, my God. I guess punctuation doesn't mean anything either. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just an idiot. Holy cow. He's just, he's just plowing through the words. You know, he doesn't, the words don't make any sense at all. (laughs) 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 All right, here we go. It certainly is. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about the debut album that came for Chicago, which was called Transit Authority, later known as Chicago. It was recorded and released in 1969, and some of the songs from the debut album are Questions 67 and 68, which made it to number 71 U.S., uh, 100, that is, U.S. 100, and 54 in Canada. And the singers on that, of course, is uh, Peter Tara and yourself, Robert Lamb. Um, other songs from the debut album, Beginnings, and that made it to number seven, U.S. 100, and number eight in Canada. Robert, what do you think of car stereo sound? <laughs> I know everybody doesn't get that joke. I know you do. <laughs> this is... This is um, Shadow Steel's retarded brother. Oh my God! It certainly is. Because I ha- and the funny thing is, is that prior to this little thing, he re- he goes, "I have to read this to you." Yeah. And I'm I'm thinking Robert's going, "Yeah, I know. I'm the one who did that." <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about why in 2017 is is he answering questions about an album he did in 1969? I don't know. He, because this guy is just trying to fill up the interview with like 
facts about the band or something. Like, he I doesn't don't have any questions to ask. It's just like, I got to fill like 15 minutes of time. I got a 15 minute slot with Robert mm-hmm. Lamb. So what do I talk about? Oh, I know. I'll just regurgitate band history in. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and not for nothing. Not, and again, I'm not trying to say I'm the greatest or Neely's the greatest or any of that kind of shit or Eddie trunk, any of them pick a, pick an interviewer that you like Eddie trunk, Jamie Josta, uh, Chris Jericho, uh, Howard Stern. I don't care who it is. Me, Neely, whoever, all of us that, that are, have done a lot of interviews can fill up 15 minutes talking about the current project. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. No matter how bad the guest is, no matter if they're one word answer people or 10 word answer people or talk too much people, we can fill up 10 minutes on the current project. This fucking buffoon is not six and a half minutes in and he's already going back to, he's going backwards 50 years. Yeah. To the debut record. To the debut record. You know what? I think they're past that. Yeah. There are three greatest hits records past that. Because <laughs> they were promoting Chicago 33 or 35. At Thir- this yeah. Point. I think he said 36 or something at oh, the yeah, beginning of this. 36, but it's like, yeah, that was 36 records ago. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. But let's talk about the CTA record, all right? Or the whatever that record yeah, was. Yeah, the CTA that was record. CTA? Yeah, Chicago Transit Authority. Yeah, let's talk about that. What a fucking idiot. And he's not really talking about it. He's just spouting out facts. Yeah. yeah, he's not talking to Robert at all. He's just saying word, 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 Robert. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Robert doesn't know what to do with this shit. Yeah, you know what this reminds me of is is Chris Farley bit on Saturday Night uh, Live when he was like had Paul McCartney. Goes, okay. do you do you remember the time that you guys played Shea Stadium and Paul goes, yeah, and he goes, that was awesome, that was great. <laughs> and you remember that time that you you know got busted for weed in Japan or something? What was that like? <laughs> yeah, I know he, he it's like Farley was doing an uh, imitation of this guy. Good lord, Chris Farley was uh, was Canadian too. Yeah. Well. Maybe that's who taught this guy. Yeah, that's maybe where he got the inspiration for that uh, for that segment. And this interview style. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's some more. This guy's unreal. And those are, you know, two great songs there. Well, you know, uh, we were at that at, at that the point where we recorded that album. We were very young. Most of us were just out of uh, college, and. Uh, you know, we were just, you know, didn't really know what we were doing, but we knew that we were making music and we were having fun doing it. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Um, <laughs> and, of course, here's another song I like from that album. Does anybody really know what time it is? What a great song. And, of course, I mean, when you sing that song, Robert, as singing lead vocals onto that, I mean, you put a lot of uh, feeling into it. Well, that's, uh, that's something that the music inspires music inspires uh, and usually those these songs are are autobiographical they're not fiction songs in any way uh, and so yeah uh, songs that uh, that I sing I'm definitely singing from uh, an emotional place 
Oh, definitely. And also, oh. uh, it's important that I acknowledge here that um, <laughs> Chicago's Transit Authority was inducted into the uh, Grammy Hall of Fame in 2014, and the band performed on the Grammy stage for the first for the first time that year. Chicago was inducted into the 2006 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This was their first nomination. They've been eligible since 1994. You're talking to the guy in Chicago. You don't have to say they were first eligible. <laughs> He's one of the guys. He said that they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2006. It was yeah. 2016. Well, close. <laughs> 10 years. It's only 10 years off. What's, <laughs> say that like that's a big deal. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they said this was the first year they were el eligible for nomination. And nomination. What is nomination? <laughs> All right. This guy's a pip. Wow. All right. Here we go. Well, don't worry, dude. You've got everything else wrong. Why? Why would you get this one right? Exactly. Holy cow! Then don't then don't attempt it. Don't even don't, bring, don't even make it part of your discussion or your fact fact reading or whatever it is that you're doing there. I mean, you swung and missed at something that you were reading by ten years. Why? Why the fuck would you get this right? All right, here we go. Room for learning. And here we go. You and James Panko. Panko. Yeah. Panko, that, Jimmy Panko, um, will become the, lar the, late, excuse me, the latest introduction um, of the Songwriters Hall of Fame at the organization's 48th annual in induction annual. on Thursday, June 15th in new york city their legendary songwriters wrote mega hits such as 25 or six to four saturday in the park which is my all-time favorite song wow I have to, i'll have to add here uh feeling stronger every day and make me smile and many more yes it's gonna be um, quite an evening and quite intimidating because you know the, the... i gotta give it to lamb here he is a good sport yeah, he's very patient, very calm, very, very cool. He is a good sport. <laughs> you know, I, I I mean, dude, we talk to a lot of guys that do that do tons of interviews and they all say the same thing. When they do a good interview, they always tell you they're like, Oh, thank God it wasn't the same fucking twenty questions. Right. This has to make I mean Robert Lamb has has to have done 
five thousand interviews in his career. Because he's always been the spokesperson, or yeah, ma- most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time, he's been the guy. Yep. So, can you imagine how many of these kind of interviews that he must have done? That he's this patient in 2017 with a fucking moron. Oof, this is something. <laughs> Good question, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. All right, here we go. The induction ceremony of the Songwriters Hall of Fame is basically a room full of other songwriters. And, you know, basically, I'm really gratified uh, to, be, uh, to be honored in such a way. But it's also intimidating because these are really, really great songwriters. And uh, so I'm, uh, I feel a, a little bit like we're not worthy. I hear you. I hear you. Now, Robert, how did you meet your band members, uh, Peter Cetera, the late Terry Kath, um, and, you know, many more great members of that band? (laughs) (laughs) Many more of the great members. As opposed to the non-great members of the band. Right. (laughs) Again, rehashing 50-year-old history. It's just like, how did you meet the band? Yeah, how, how did you meet your great members of the band? Yeah, Robert, what age were you when you first heard a song? Right, jeez, unreal. This guy, what a tool. The, the other great members, of the, the other band. great members of the band. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> see, I didn't get this far. What an idiot. <laughs> second there and and give my i know this has been a while but i mean uh what can i say announcer to um singer i cannot imagine you know the pain of burying a band member i mean it's it's an order oh sort my of god thing, and <laughs> are you I kidding just i cannot imagine i mean we know we know what year did terry Kath die for god's sake 78 78 yep thoughts and prayers dude <laughs> 39 years later let me ask you how you felt Seriously? <laughs> you can't ask any questions about this 2017 album. Tell me which tell me what were the good songs on Chicago 36. Which song was the toughest to put together? What song are you looking forward to mixing into the set? Like I'm throwing them out on the top off the top of my head. Yeah. He hasn't asked one question about this record they're supposed to be promoting. Yeah. He's 11 minutes into his 15-minute interview. 
God damn it. See, I hate guys like this. I'm going to tell you, I absolutely hate guys like this. Because when I do interviews, they expect this. This is the guy they expect to come on with. That's why they're always late. That's why they always skip interviews. That's why a lot of times they're, you know, they just don't put any, uh, you prep for it, and then, they're, then they don't show up for it. And this is why, because 90 times out of 100, this is the fucking idiot that they talk to. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, my God, you know, and, and, you know, pulling the curtain back. They do like 15 in a row. Yeah. So if you did 15 in a row and you get two good ones out of it and 13 of this guy, that's got to make you just drink a fucking fifth of vodka <laughs> as you go through your day. What an ass. God, I hate people like this. All right, here we go. What actually, we, we know what happened. Uh, we're not going to get into that, but I will say <laughs> that it, it was a tragedy. Then, then why are you even bringing it up? Yeah, we're not going to talk about it at all, but uh, yeah, it was. We all know what happened. Well, if we all know what happened, why are you talking about it? Yeah. Good one. What a dick. See, this guy's making me mad now. <laughs> Well, as soon as I heard this, finished listening last week, I, I had to send it to you. It was yeah. like, holy shit. And I just went like three minutes in. I was like, oh, this guy's a fucking tool. I didn't even think to go this far. Jesus. <laughs> All right, here we go. You know, uh, he was one of my best friends. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of history together, and we enjoyed creating music together. Uh, so, yeah, he, he is uh, still uh, greatly missed. And uh, he was really a, a wonderful guy and an absolute genius on guitar. Oh, excellent, excellent. Now, you guys uh, play in... Uh... Why would you say excellent to oh, a story excellent. about somebody that died? Excellent. Excellent, awesome. Glad to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you just told you a story about his friend that died. Excellent, excellent, yeah. wonderful. He was a genius on guitar. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. You should have just ducked your head in shame for asking such a horrendous question, you dick. Jeez. What's it like burying a band member? Yeah, what kind of question is that? <laughs> <laughs> and okay, I, I, I'm actually okay with that question if it happened in 2015. Not something that happened 40 years prior. 40 years prior. And you're asking about the emotional impact of this guy dying. What a fucking idiot. All right, here we go. Uh, you know, do some Chicago tours. Is there times that when you play a song, do you ever say to yourself that, uh, man, Terry might have loved this? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I do think. And I think that he would have uh, loved the technology as well. Oh, definitely. Definitely. But uh, with that being said, um, also on to the next subject here. I also like to acknowledge that um, next topic. Chicago. Well, but I, I don't even mind that part, but with that being said, let's go to something else. I got to play that again. <laughs> well, I'm going to move on to something else. Yeah. Next topic. <laughs> but I like how he says, he says, with that being said, like there's a follow-up thought. With that being said, what do you think he would have liked about the technology? You know, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Elaborate on the question. Yeah. Build on it. Yeah. But his, his thing is, with that being said, I'm going to another topic. <laughs> what? 
All right. I'm just going to cut you off right there, Robert. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to move on to something else I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Jeez, oh, man. A play and, uh, you know, do some Chicago tours. Is there times that when you play a song, do you ever say to yourself that, uh, man, Terry might have loved this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I do think. And I think that he would have uh, loved the technology as well. Oh, Definitely. Definitely. But uh, with that being said, um, also on to the next subject. I also like to acknowledge that um, Chicago has raised over a quarter million dollars to fight breast cancer for the American Cancers Association, um, which I think is absolutely spectacular. And also, um, Chicago has actually helped people uh, to my understanding with special needs. Well, we've, we've done... Uh we tried to do our share. Um, yeah, how do you think you got this interview? <laughs> Are you one of the Make-A-Wish uh, yeah. people? <laughs> how much money did you get? <laughs> He's one of the Make-A-Wish uh, recipients. Right. I wish I could interview Robert Lamb. Yeah, which Shriners Hospital can I visit you at? <laughs> Fucking turd. Good Lord. <clears throat> Spectacular. Spectacular. That's excellent, Robert. I'm really glad to hear that. Um, that's that's fantastic. Um, also, I'd like to acknowledge that um, there's a documentary film now more than ever. The history of Chicago premiered on actually this already premiered already on CNN <laughs> on New Year's Day and ranked number one along adult um, 2554 and and. Uh, this is the Pierre Pierre uh, Nelson. Was it twenty-five to fifty-four, or was it twenty-five and six to four? That's my question. <laughs> what an idiot! <laughs> Holy cow! All right. First national uh, time period based data for um, the date when it was on, which I think was the first of uh, first month, uh, first day. You just said it was January 1st. <laughs> the first month of the first day of the first year of. You just said two seconds before January 1st. Oh, <sighs> wow. All right. Which was January 1st. Uh, 2017, that was on from 8 a.m. until 10 p.m. Um, <laughs> if I had known that was on, I would have watched it. Would you? I think that uh, it will probably replay it again later in the year. But uh, it is still viewable on uh, iTunes or Amazon. Oh, okay, cool. Cool, excellent. Cool. Excellent. The, um, the documentary film was originally shown in Sedona. Let me pronounce that right. Sedona? Sedona. Uh, Sedona, okay. Uh, International <laughs> Film Festival. Sedona. 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 Is that Madonna's sister? Yeah. 
Sedona. Jeez. Is it Sedona? It's Sedona. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sedona. Well, it's pretty obscure. It's a pretty obscure <laughs> town. Nobody's heard of that place before. Sedona. <laughs> Is it Chicago? <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> All right. Uh, last year, 2016, and won the film festival's best of fest audience choice awards. The band opened the festival with back-to-back solo performances. Chicago's back-to-back what performances solo. solo. So, so I think he meant sold out. Yeah, I think he did too. But he said solo. <laughs> Back-to-back solo performances. What does that even mean? Does that mean Robert played without Chicago? (laughs) Chicago sat in the crowd and watched? (laughs) Include two Grammy Awards, multiple uh, American Music Awards, founding artist of the John F. Kennedy Center for for Performing Artists, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, a Chicago Street. Now that now this is amazing. I gotta read this part. Chicago <laughs> Street dedicated in their honor, and um, and that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, you know, all these things are are really uh, wonderful and really gratifying, and we're very very uh, grateful and honored. singled out like that but you know for us really the important thing is to continue to play music oh Jack, it's been a great conversation but i i must move on i have <laughs> as you know i've been running late today oh not a problem there uh, robert uh uh the information that i actually got and we discussed today is absolutely spectacular spectacular and thank you so much uh, robert lamb once again for taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk to me for a few minutes uh keep up the good work and uh be cool and i just want to say that we love our canadian fans uh we've been uh, touring uh through canada a coast to coast since 
his program director should fire him immediately. Unless he is the program director. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably it, too. It might be. Guys, I did a great interview with Robert Lamb. Right. I think you guys should listen to it. It was a very conversational uh, discussion. Yeah. Robert you know, and I had a great had a great talk. Yeah, I just read and spewed facts back at him that uh, you know he may not have known. Yeah, <laughs> may not know this about his career, but <laughs> you may not know this, Robert. But you wrote twenty five or six to four. Yeah, really. So, Robert, I know it's been a while, but how'd you feel about your friend blowing his head off? <laughs> Comment comment too soon yeah yeah that, that's about all he needed to ask too soon what a monumental douche dear god that was bad i know do we have this guy's name we should give him credit for this but no it's not in here yeah i'd love to give him credit for <laughs> Oh my God. Whew. That does was he, tough. Does he go by the initials JL? <laughs> <laughs> he was way smarter than JL. <laughs> Come on. Oh man. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That, my friend, was a tough listen. That is a tough listen. <laughs> oh, boy. That's yeah. something. Well, right. I, got a, I got a short little thing we can do to wrap okay. up this hour. Sure. I don't know if you had uh, heard this or not, but uh, Madonna is out on tour since we're talking about non-metal stuff. All right. I thought she was dead. Madonna? Yeah, didn't she have like a OD or something? I don't know. I think she did, yeah. When was this? Four, three, four months ago. Oh, no, she's out on tour. or I don't know. I, I don't know anything about that. Madonna, it's like she passed out and they canceled show dates. Okay. And they thought she might be dead. Yeah, it was a thing. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. She was in an induced coma last summer. 48-hour coma. Okay. After passing out in her bathroom. Oh. All right. Well, I was not aware of that. Yeah. Well, anyway, this goes back to something we talked a couple of weeks ago. Remember the the guy who called into the Eddie Trunk show and complained that the Dawkins show started late? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, these are a couple of other New Yorkers who, who uh, had the same problem with Madonna. Mm-hmm. Two New York City men wanted to get into the groove of a Madonna concert. Now they're ah. now they're suing the pop star for starting her show late because they had to get up early the next day. Oh brother, I wonder if they'll win. <laughs> it wasn't that wasn't that that guy's complaint that they had to go to work in the morning. Yeah. It goes, they started the show late and we had to go to work in the morning. Yeah, how dare they? Yeah. Michael Fellows of Brooklyn and Jonathan Haddon of Bronx bought tickets for Madonna's show. Um, that's kind of questionable, isn't it? What? Two, two, dudes, two dudes going to the Madonna show together. 
I'm sure there's a lot of ass, ass and ass or dick and ass sex going on between the couples at a Madonna show. Exactly. Uh, they bought a, they bought tickets for the Madonna show, December 13th celebration tour concert at Barclay center. Mm, strike up hose. Mm-hmm. The tickets said that the show would begin at 8 30 PM, but Madonna did not take the stage until sometime after 10 45. Since okay. when do main stage concerts start at eight thirty? Yeah, I don't know. They never do. They usually have an opener or something, and that's yeah. usually like uh, you know, the doors at seven, show starts at eight, eight thirty, and mm-hmm. it's usually like an opening act or something. Right. That doesn't mean Madonna's gonna take the stage at eight thirty. No, not at all. I mean, look, that's just kind of a I've always looked at that as like a target time. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of make sense. sure you're in your seats by about that time. Yeah. You know? Yep. Uh, but Madonna did not take the stage until sometime after 10 45 PM, according to the lawsuit. And the men said that they were confronted with limited public transportation, limited ride sharing and, or increased public and private transportation costs by the time the show let out at 1 AM. Okay. <laughs> perhaps, Sucks to be you. <laughs> perhaps encouraged by Madonna's urging to express yourself, fellows in Haddon also complained that the concert was no holiday because they had to get up early to go to work or take care of their family responsibilities the next day. Gee whiz. <laughs> Somehow I just wonder if that show was a true blue um, spectacle. <laughs> what is with the writer on this with all the dumb Madonna you know, because it, because it has to be fun and, and oh, uh, entertaining. Please. Can you Fellow, wedge any more song titles in there? there Maybe some in here. Oh, good. Uh, fellows and Haddon are suing Madonna Live Nation and Barclays Center for unconscionable, unfair and or deceptive trade practices for promising the public that the concert would begin at 830 p.m. Where did she promise that? The the promoter might have promised it, not Madonna. On the tickets. It said 830 on the tickets. Mm, Man. Apparently, these two weren't her lucky stars that night. (laughs) Is this their first time going to a show? Must have been. Holy cow. They live so close to the borderline that they couldn't get home on time. (laughs) The pair is uh, arguing there was a breach of contract. Breach a contract, huh? Yep. Well, well, at least they live to tell about it, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to do it too. If the, if the newspaper guys could do it and get paid, why can't I do it? Sure. And you're doing it off the cuff. That's right. Yeah. Papa, don't preach. I'm keeping my tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Madonna had demonstrated. <laughs> we're talking about Madonna. Yes, they were fags. <laughs> Madonna had demonstrated flippant difficulty in ensuring a timely or complete in, uh, performance, and defendants were aware that any statement as to a start time for a show constituted, at best, the optimistic speculation, the lawsuit said. That's right. Those guys just need to chill out and get into the groove, for God's sakes. Right, right. The lawsuit filed Wednesday in Brooklyn uh, federal court seeks class, class action status because the men said it is their belief other celebration tour concerns uh, began similarly late. Well, they have the right to express themselves, Neely, right. but I mean, come on. 
The lawsuit seeks unspecified damages. Based what on, damages? Well, they had to get up late. Or, I mean, they had to they had to go home late, and they had to get up the next morning to go to work and take care of business. Okay, how much is an hour of sleep worth? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, honestly, what what would you pay these two guys for an hour of sleep? Twenty bucks, right? I'm sure Madonna would rip off a twenty for each of them to go the fuck away and shut up. Yeah. Based on the years-long history of Madonna arriving several hours late to prior concerts and which conduct continued at concerts in other cities after the concert at the Barclays Center, uh, including concerts in Washington, D.C. and Boston, uh, plaintiffs knew or should have known that the concerts would not start at 8.30 p.m. and that Madonna would not take the stage until several hours after the start time, causing plaintiffs and all class members to have to wait several hours, the lawsuit said. Madonna kicked off her celebration tour in October at the London O2 Arena after initially having to delay the tour following a medical scare, the one you just mentioned, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She had been scheduled to start the tour in July of 2023, but had to postpone uh, due to being hospitalized in June for serious bacterial infection. Yeah, right. Low ticket sales. Uh, ABC News has reached out to Madonna's representative as well as Live Nation and the Barclays Center for comment. Madonna has faced similar lawsuits before. During her 2019 Madame X tour, she was sued multiple times for starting concerts late. So is, so there's a precedent, right? I get if there's ever been a winner. Somehow I'm thinking there's never been anybody that's won this case. She's right. been sued for it a bunch of times, but has sure. anybody ever won? That's That's my point. There's a precedent already. Yeah, uh, a Florida man, uh, Nate Hollander, sued Madonna. It's, what, what is with these men suing Madonna <laughs> and Live Nation in November of 2019? Allegedly, that they had moved a concert two hours later than originally planned, and it was too late for him to attend. Hollander Ooh. voluntarily dismissed the suit just a month later, according to the court records. On the same Madame X tour, a pair of concert goers at a show in Brooklyn, New York, fired filed a similar lawsuit to the one uh, of this week. Andrew Panos and Antonio Vallada sued Live Nation, the Brooklyn Academy of Music, and Madonna in February 2020, claiming the pop star didn't start her two shows at the venue until more than two hours after the listed start time on the tickets. Panos and Vallada came to the unspecified settlement in July of 2020, and the lawsuit was voluntarily dismissed. Yeah. It's like, I, dudes, don't go to the show then. Yeah, stay home. Have you ever have you ever gone to a show and said, "Well, the ticket said eight thirty, and now it's nine forty-five"? No. And I've old? left. I've left shows where they didn't come on on time. Yeah. Well, have how about done that? How I've about, done that. How about the how many how many shows did Axl Rose show up late? That was that was a very common place where he would yeah. be three and four hours late. Dude, I, I went home on one in um at the um what's that place? Shoreline Amphitheater. At Shoreline, it was uh Skid Row and, and Guns N' Roses. Skid Row played at like seven thirty, they were done at like eight oh five. Axel came on at like eleven ten. Right. I was like, fuck this, I'm going home. Sure. You know, I'm not staying for this. You just go home, that's it, you lose. <laughs> it's just not fair. Somebody needs to pay. 
<laughs> That's true. It's true. Good point, Andrew Anthony. <laughs> uh, so there you are. So a couple of whiny fucks in New York uh, suing the great Madonna because she didn't take the stage yeah, and strike well, a pose at the at eight thirty. Well, they're not going to win anything. So no. sue away. Yeah, they're not win and again, it, it's a, it's already been it's already a precedent now. Several people have done this. Sure. And do you really think you're going to outsue Madonna? She's a fucking billionaire for God's sake. She's got, <laughs> she's got plenty of money to keep delaying and keep filing appeals and everything else. Yeah. You are going to sue until you're broke yeah, over the thing what? Is, two is, hours is, of tickets. And the thing is, is you're not going to sue Madonna. It's yeah. the promoter live nation. They're, mm-hmm. they're the ones who are at the front line here. This doesn't have anything to do. You know, you're not going to go directly to the, to the performer. Mm-hmm. because you didn't buy the ticket from Madonna no. you bought it from live nation. Yeah. And I guarantee you, and I have no knowledge of this at all, but I guarantee you that somewhere in section 93 subsection F on the, the online bullshit that you always just click right through. It says the artist is, you know, the artist could show up anytime within 24 hours or something of the scheduled start time. Right. I guarantee you there's something in there to protect them for that. I'm sure there is. You know, it's it's just like the whole rain or shine clause. Mm-hmm. Well, I went to Blossom and I had lawn seats and it was pouring rain. Yeah, you're right. You did. <laughs> <laughs> well, there should have been some kind of cover for us people out here in the lawn. No, well, there was your shirt. Yeah, it's called rain or shine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dummies. So anyway, I just thought I'd bring that one up there. That's funny. Yeah. Dumbasses. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, I say we take a break to play a few songs. Okay. Uh, anything in mind? What comes to mind, Chris Aiken? Um, Alice in Chains, head creeps. How's that? Because Madonna's head is creepy now. (laughs) I was playing music bank last night good good box man i know I, I listened to the whole thing last night i was i was sitting here in the studio for about five hours last night okay just chilling out listening to allison chain's music bank oh yeah it's a good box mm-hmm. oh yeah it's a good box yeah it's a good box <laughs> i guess they're getting ready to release like a jar of flies box set or something okay i'll, I'll be all about that that'll be awesome sure what was the song you wanted Head creeps from the uh, the tripod record or okay self titled or whatever it's yeah. called. <clears throat> yep, got it. All right, well we'll play a few songs and come back and do some more stuff. We'll get into the uh, sponsored segment of the show already. Ooh. All right. Good. So uh, anyway, I think this this album came out in '96, uh, somewhere in there. Yeah, '95, '95. So uh, here it is. It's Allison Chains with the Head Creeps exclusively here. On your classic metal show.
The most exciting and most talked about show today is Chris Aiken Presents. If you like great interviews, real road stories, and more, then Chris Aiken, Eric Ferentinos, and their cast of characters have the show that you need to watch. Catch the show live on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern at ChrisAiken.net, CMS TV, Wowza TV, Rumble, and X. There's always lunacy happening on Criff Aiken Presents.